Elevates on a three. It's an air ball. Wow. And the Aces have gone the road to Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky and stunned the number one Wildcats 67-64. This is Aces on the Air, the official podcast for Evansville Athletics. Craig lines it into center field base hit. Here comes Brooks from around third. He will score. And the Aces walk it off again. Aces on the Air is brought to you by Toroni's Pizzeria and Brewery. Claim a $3 off value at any 2023-2024 UE Athletics event on campus. Sherry sends one into shallow right field. It's a base hit. Here comes Craig around third. There is no throw. Simon says game winner. Now here's the voice of the Aces, Jevin Redmond. This is Aces on the Air, brought to you by Tronies and powered by Learfield. Hello again, Aces fans. I'm Jevin Redman. Episode 8 of Aces on the Air. We're talking volleyball this week. couple of standout players for the Purple Aces, Julia Cardona and Melody Feliciano. They have been staples of this program the last couple of years for head coach Fernando Morales. Cardona was just recently named Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year, the first Purple Ace player ever to win that award. She led the nation in kills per set at 5.3. 3-4 kills per set. Her teammate, Melody Feliciano, has been a standout here since 2019. She was the freshman of the year in the Valley that season, and Melody Feliciano has decided to come back for one more year in 2024. High expectations are coming up next year. We'll talk about that plus much more with Julia and Melody. Before we get started, a quick thanks to Tironi's for sponsoring Aces on the Air. Be sure to grab your $3 off voucher at any Aces game you attend on campus at the entry gate to use on your next trip to Tyrone's. Now coming up on this episode with Julia and Melody, we'll talk about this past year, what next season looks like, why Melody is coming back, we'll get Cardona's reaction to being named Conference Player of the Year, and also just chat about how the transition's been for them. It's a long move for Julia. She's from Argentina. Melody is from Puerto Rico. How their relationship is with head coach Fernando Morales. Plus, we'll see what their future looks like after volleyball. So it is Julia Cardona and Melody Feliciano this week. Week, episode 8 of Aces on the Air. Enjoy. Thanks for joining me this week on Aces on the Air. And I know volleyball season wrapped up a few weeks ago. And uh, we're going to start with uh, Julia, Conference Player of the Year, first ever here at the University of Evansville. Uh, tell me what your thoughts were when you found that out. I mean, it was actually kind of funny because we were all... I was with the team, we were walking dogs, and coach came and he started talking to us, and we were all freaking out, actually, because the way he was talking, he made it seem like he was going to leave, so we were all like, oh my god, no, and then he said it, and I think, like, everybody was just, like, in shock, so it took us, like, a minute to realize, like, I got that word, so we were like, oh, okay, like, yeah, and, like, Melanie was the first one to be like, yes, like, congratulations, and I was still, like, trying to process it, so it was, like, crazy. For you, Melanie, what was it like seeing her get rewarded for that? Um, super pro. Like, I really have no words to explain how proud I am, I am from her. Like, since her freshman year, like, we saw, like, she got freshman of the year, even if you knew that. Like, yep. since that year, like, we knew, like, she was going to be a great impact, like, for our program. And, like, we have seen all the stuff that she has done, and, like, we're super proud. Also exciting news in the postseason. Melanie, you decided to come back for another yes. year. You've been here since uh, 2019. So one more year as a Purple Ace. Why did you decide to come back? I have, yeah. Um, it's since the first day, like, I, it has feels like home. Thanks to the coaches, all my teammates. Like, it has really become, like, a great environment for me. Like, I have grown 
not only as a player, but also like as a great human being. And like, I have the bad luck of every year getting injured. And like this year, like finally I didn't. And like, I was like, I want to give more to the program. So one more year and like just give all I have. Tell Aces fans that maybe you don't know what the injury was in 2022 and how tough that was for you missing most of the season. It was a good year for the program as well, but how you able to bounce back and just how tough that was, you know, a season ago? Yes, it was a very challengeful year. Like, that was the year, like, we had Julia, we had Alondra. Like, that year they called us the big three. Yeah. So, like, we had, like, big, like, dreams that year. And, like, sadly I got injured. So it was, like, a very rough, challengeful, like, year for me so I was like I trained a lot like outside just preparing mentally and physically for this year we work this year and now we have next year you talk some Melanie about how you have grown in your time here at Evansville Julia for you uh, we mentioned you know freshman of the year uh, now player of the year so obviously very talented on the court how do you feel like you've grown maybe as as a person and also a player here at the University of Evansville I definitely learn and grow so much not only volleyball wise but like as a person like I became way more like independent and I feel like thanks to all my teammates, all my friends, all the coaches, like I learned so much about like life and like becoming an adult because like we're both 22 years old like we need to start thinking about our future so it's kind of like the whole transition from being just like 18 not have no having like a clue what to do with life and now we learn and like we start thinking about what we want to do after college. We'll talk about your future here in just a little bit but to kind of wrap up the team talk from this past year um, you know maybe a little bit disappointing not making the conference tournament after what you guys did in 2022 but you did have a strong finish to the season because both of you are back next year so high expectations for 2024. How would you both evaluate this year? Um, Definitely it was a very challengeful year like we were expecting very high hopes or not the best. We have seven newcomers and one transfer, so half the team is new. So like, it was. It's, it's been a process. Just teaching everybody how's our game. Our conference is very great conference. Like we, all the athletes teams are amazing players. So like, we knew it was gonna be challengeful, and like, it didn't go the way we expected. But at the end, we end up playing our best game. So that's was actually our goal. Just end up doing our best game so we can wrap up, have that and start next season strong. Yeah, definitely we we started off the season really excited because we were doing so good at practice and then that didn't exactly translate it to the games. And that's a whole process and I feel like finishing the season in high, such a high note leave us in a really good place for next year. Coach Morales, what's your relationship like with him? I mean, what he's done with his program since he's taken over has been very impressive and uh, players seem to enjoy playing for him. So from your perspective, what is your relationship like with him? Me, I only have positive stuff about him. Like, I have a different relationship with him because I knew him before committing to UE. I think I know him since I'm um, 15 years old, maybe. So back home, like, he's a great volleyball player back home. Everybody knows him. So I went to a volleyball camp in summer, and that's where I met him. And like then, like, I, I remember he, like, telling me, like, hey, you should visit UE, and he was not even a coach in here. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take it, I'll visit. I came here, and I love it, and I made my verbal commitment my junior year. And, like, my senior year is when he came as an assistant coach, and my freshman year he was the head coach. So, like, my relationship is, like, very special, and he's not also, like, a great human as a coach, like, also, like, outside the court, like, he cares about you, like, he worries about you, and, like, 
he always will want the best for you. Yeah, I mean, as Melanie, I don't really have like the most like normal coach player relationship with him. I met like my dad used to coach him back in the day. So I actually met him when I was like, I don't know, maybe like four or five years okay. old. <laughs> like he remembers meeting me. I don't remember that <laughs> happening. I actually remember more like my dad also coached it. Coach uh, wife Michelle and I yeah. do remember her. So for me it was like, oh, Michelle's husband. Yeah, okay, I got it. But I don't know. He's like, well, such a, like a great person, and he truly cares about like his his players. And he always like talk to us, make sure we are okay. And like, yeah, maybe in the game you see him player. He's so passionate, and yeah, he can like <laughs> scream and come off a little. <laughs> weird in the moment but then <laughs> after the game you like he's totally okay with like talking about it and he makes sure that you know that like he lo he like he loves us and he cares about us is that how you describe yourself on the court as well because i've seen you both play and then off the court you know very mild-mannered and, and you know when you're in the match uh melody i'm using this as an example i think it was one of the last home matches <laughs> you were upset with the official um i think you may even gave coach morales a look so you had that kind of angry look in a good way in your eyes so d describe how you are in a match yeah um <laughs> i'm very not this what's the right word like very expressive when i play like i love to win like i'm very competitive and like sometimes it's just the heat of the game like i understand like the ref make a call like we see it from another perspective and we're like what <laughs> and like you see me arguing and like coach let me argue because he knows like that brings some fire in me, and like right. he knows, like when they set me the ball, I'm just gonna go for the kill. And, like, yeah. Say, so do you ever watch yourself and you think, oh, what, yeah. what, what was I doing in that moment? Do you ever oh, think no. that? My my family actually they come a lot to visit me, and I just see like sometimes like her and she's like in the face like Melanie, calm down. <laughs> and like my family watch the games from Puerto Rico, and like that last one. They were sending me videos like, oh, my gosh, look at you. I was like, oh, my gosh. And for Julia, do you kind of flip a switch as well once the match starts? I mean, yes, but I'm also, I tend to get two in my head. So I just try to spend the whole game just, like, having fun. Like, you'll see me just, like, laughing in the middle of the court. Like, we can win the point, we can lose the point, and I'll be, like, with a smile on my face. Not because I don't care, right. but because, like, I need that in order to, like, just be, like, relaxed and be able to play my best. And of course, I also needed to calm Melanie down, so I cannot really get mad, you know. That's a tough task, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was one match. I was just so mad. She just grabbed her hand, put it on my mouth. So I stopped um, talking. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, look at me and start speaking Spanish. Like, talk like talk about them, but to me. And like, don't, don't let them know that you're mad at them. <laughs> like, we need to play it cool sometimes. I love it. Um, so you talked about the on-the-court relationship between you two. What's it like away from volleyball? Are you guys pretty close? Oh, yeah. She's like sister for me. Well, that's we what do, she says. We do fight a lot. <laughs> We're like the perfect definition of sisters. Like, no, she's yeah. like my little sister, and I bother her so much. And like, she can be so annoying. <laughs> but we love. But no, yeah. inside, outside the court. The same way you see us playing, we're the same outside the court. Mm -hmm. What gets under your skin the most about Melanie? What aggravates you off the court? <laughs> <laughs> so she loves to, like, joke you know, and like mess with you a little bit. And she sometimes doesn't really know when to stop, especially because like I tend to be, I, I'm aware, I'm really sensitive, I'm really emotional. Like I can go from zero to a hundred real quick. Like I can be talking to you right now and two minutes from now I'll be crying and then I'm gonna be laughing. And Mel Melanie just gets on my nerves so much. Like there was a point that like she would be 
joking so much, I just like look at her and like start crying. <laughs> but at the same time, like nobody could like calm me down on that hurt. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just. The <laughs> do you, do you have a prank maybe that you can share that comes to mind? Like a certain moment where you got each other really good, or does anything come to mind? That's a great question. Mm. We can circle back to it if not. We could. We can ask think about it. Okay. I may have something in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we talked about you know being you know far away from home. Argentina and Puerto Rico, where you both are from. So I'm curious, your first year here in Evansville, or maybe the first week, what was your first impression of Evansville? I'm sure it was much different from than from where you're from. It was very hard. I was, <laughs> I will be calling my mom like, I cannot do this. I'm very, I love my family. So I'm like always, when I go home, I'm always with my family, spending time with my family. I go play, take out run with my family, like always family. Mm-hmm. And like the first week here, like, it was very hard. I would be calling my mom like, I cannot do this. Like, I need to go back. And she's like, you got it. Go through. Just keep pushing. So first week, first year, like, very hard, very homesick. But, like, then, like, I started seeing the environment, like, how are the coaches, how are the teams, how actually the athletic department, like, everybody, they just make you feel like it's home. So now, like, I don't want to leave, actually. So yeah. I'm like, I'm taking this six years, but I'm like, I don't want to leave. What? <laughs> For me, it was actually <clears throat> kind of the opposite, I think, because I love my family, don't get me wrong. I, it's not like I don't miss them or anything, sure. but I always came here with my ticket to go back home. So for me, it was like, okay, like I get done with like four months and I'm going home and see my family again. I get like whatever. So like my first week here, I was like so excited to be away from them and like become like independent of them get to meet like all these amazing new people, all these amazing places, get to know like the university and like not get lost in the university because I'm really about with directions. <laughs> so <laughs> and also you came before too. Yeah, I you also came us. my s- before my senior year of high school on February 2020. It was like an internship or something? You yeah. Okay. So my high school was a little weird. In high school in Argentina is actually five years. I had six years of high school, and my last year was just like um, had to do like an internship, something related with chemistry, because that was what I was specializing on. And I was already talking to the coach about like maybe coming here. And when I told him about having to do the internship, he figured out a way for me to able be able to do it here. Okay. So I get the chance, got the chance to meet him in person, meet all the players. And that was just amazing. And since I already knew all the upperclassmen, coming here only not knowing the underclassmen was such a relief because I knew I had Melanie, Alondra, Laura, Hannah. Like, all of them were just, like, so welcoming of me. It was just amazing. Christmas break is right around the corner. Are you both going back home then? Yes. I am, yes. Okay. How, how is school going? I know, Melanie, you were a psychology major, Julia, chemistry, right? So what, where are you guys at in terms of the education process here, and what does the future look like maybe after volleyball? Well, <clears throat> this is my last semester, so yep. I'm actually, yesterday I uploaded my senior thesis, and tomorrow <laughs> I have my presentation. <laughs> after that, I'm officially done. Awesome. So I'm excited. Next semester I'll be starting my master's. Okay. So it's, it's funny, actually, Coach and I will be making the same masters at the same time. So it'll be hilarious. <laughs> so I just have the masters, one more season here. And after that, my plans are to keep playing pro. Um, I have, for me, it's a little more stressful than <laughs> Melanie. Um, actually, a double major in mathematics and chemistry. 
and it's it can be a lot but this year this semester i feel like it's the one that i've been like the late the least stressed yet but that's probably because i stayed here during the summer and i did research under dr lumpkins and she is such a queen the whole chemistry department is amazing shout out to the whole chemistry department but dr lumpkins specifically i love her like i love that woman so much so it's actually thanks to doing research during summer and thanks to her that I'm actually considering maybe after UE getting a PhD in chemistry but uh, it's kind of on I'm not sure yet because I also want to keep playing volleyball sure. and I'm not sure if I can do both I feel <laughs> like that might be a little too much any chance either one of you would want to coach whenever you're done playing definitely no me no. <laughs> like we coach the club like here we have United and like we are part of that club and we coach and Personally, I love it, yeah. but I want to play as long as I can and then keep coaching. I loved coaching last year and like I loved all my girls. <laughs> it was a great experience. I don't, I don't regret doing it, but I'm going to leave coaching to my dad <laughs> and to coach Fernando. Melanie, you got it. Um, Is that a patience thing? Do you not have the patience to coach or what's I, the reason for the quick no? I don't re it's just like everything. Like I... Yeah, I guess I don't really have, like, the patience and, like, I don't know. There's just, like, something about coaching that doesn't sit right with me. I'm just, like, no, I'm either on the court or, like, cheering for you. I cannot be there <laughs> teaching you. <laughs> so just leave me in the lab and I'll be fine. And I'm the opposite. I love teaching. Yeah. <laughs> what is some advice you would share with maybe younger players in your shoes? Because this program does have quite a few players from, for example, Puerto Rico. So they make that long transition. What is advice you would share with them to make them comfortable right away? I would say don't be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. Fail is part of our life. I think we do need to fail sometimes. Like we need to know that feeling. So like eventually we're going to keep going and like we're going to be better. So we need to know failure so we can stand up push yourself to be better and like just keep striving for greatness. Yeah, kind of going go in on the same page as Melanie. Just go for it. Like don't like what's the worst that can happen? You let's say volleyball, you risk a shot, you miss it. Okay, it's a point. Next if you make it, it's a point. Like it, there's it's really sometimes we get like so caught up on like, oh my god, but what if I fail? What if those happen? Just try it. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. The only way you're going to learn is just trying. Mm -hmm. If you don't try, you're never going to learn. You're served, Julia. You go for it a lot. You, you've got the, the <coughs> jump serve, and it's very exciting because what's that song? They played Narcos. Is that what mm, they play every yeah. serve? What's that feeling like? Because I, I broadcast a few games on TV. I mean, I get excited every time you, you serve because the whole crowd gets into it. So yes. take us through kind of your mentality with your serve and just how much fun that is. Oh, my God. So, actually, the first home game we had that they played Narcos, having all the fans, like, clapping to it, and all, it gave me, like, goosebumps. Was like, that your choice, or did the university do that? No, so it's actually... Ours. <laughs> <Okay>. No, it <laughs> was Laura's. Yes. So, Laura's Laura, mom. Was it, like, a club? Yeah, so we we had part, uh, part of the team last year, Laura Ruiz. Okay. We were all three um, roommates, and we are really good friends. And we were actually at, like, a club tournament <coughs> or something, and Laura's mom was also in town. And we were talking about next season and how we were going to miss her because she was not going to be there, blah, blah, And there's this Puerto Rican pitcher. He plays for the Mets, right? Uh, it's Edwin Diaz, uh, I think, for the Mets. Or closer, yeah. Sugar. Uh, sugar. And he uses that song as his, his walkout song. And we were actually watching the game. Yes. Okay. So that, that happened on the TV, and I think, it, like, 
all three of them were, turned and looked at me and they were like you're having that song yeah <laughs> like no you you wanted like barbie the son of barbie i think yeah i and think. were like no you're having narcos like because like it i can say goes. no to melanie and laura i don't care but i couldn't say no to laura's mom like yeah. michelle and it just goes perfect it if does, you think yeah. about it like yeah i, I even get excited when you're serving <laughs> I'm like, yes. so will you have it again next year maybe maybe Okay. Yeah, I really liked it, but <laughs> it was good. Yeah. What is uh, what is your record for most service aces in a row? Do you know? I don't know. I, I think don't you have done like five or six. And maybe. Sure. I think I had a l good run a game my freshman year. Yeah. I don't know if I... And I think this year you did have a good run too. I don't know. I don't really pay attention. I kind of block out with the games after we're done. <laughs> I think every year she does have like a good run. But I think maybe... Five, I would six, say four. Five. So I know this year I've seen you three or four. In yeah, a row. yeah, um, definitely. Because like there's a bunch of times where like maybe I ace twice and then the third one is like a free boil to our side and then like se I serve again. So like I don't know if that counts. I mean, I will count. That. Okay, <laughs> let's count it. So the UIC match from October, the five set marathon. Oh my gosh. Uh, I remember because I was following on live stats. I was coming home from a, a football broadcast and I was following along and I drove home, got home, uh, I think took a shower, ate dinner, and it was still going on. 36 34 was the final. Uh, the longest match in NCAA history, right? Yes. What was it like to be a part of? I think my jersey can talk by myself. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my jersey. I did, yes. I, I actually did. have pictures. I'll show you later. Um, it's all ripped. Actually, they fixed it. Shout out to that letter department. They fixed my jersey. Oh, but I no, uh, the game, at the time of playing, I didn't realize it was being that long. So I think I was just playing. But then, like, the that I think was the fifth set. Mm. Like, the emotions, how everybody was playing, like, oh even the people, like, the fans, like, the environment was amazing. Like, yeah. it's literally history, like. Do you even notice in the moment how tired you are? Is that kind of after the match fact? Because, I mean, you had 40 kills in the match, Julia. Yeah, I mean, kind of, like, I remember, like, during the tie break, especially, like, with all the emotions and, like, all the, like, stress and, like, like you're so tired and like you start feeling it at the very end especially i was like i really don't want to keep jumping but i want to keep scoring so i was like do i like i'm not gonna stop calling the ball because i want to make the point but at the same time like i'm tired <laughs> didn't i tell you like when we had like three points left julia yes, we, we need to finish this my yes, body we were, is giving up we like, were both we in pain like I, I remember i think it was like your knee or maybe your shoulder or something I and it was my back like we were falling apart those last <laughs> yes. three points. We were like, we need we, to finish. No, this. it all started like at the point tenth or something. Because I remember like I went back row, and we were like fourteen something, and Melanie went front row, and I was like, okay, you finish it. And she was like, <laughs> and then she goes back row. Yeah, I go front row. And she was like, you finish. And we did that like five times. I used to remember every time I was gonna serve, we go again. I'm like. I'm gonna surf again. <laughs> yes. Oh, we just kept going. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I'm like, trying to remember who ended up finishing the match. How did it end? Um, one of the UIC outsides missed a swing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's uh, let's step away from volleyball. Oh, you got the picture of the jersey. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Let me see that again. So, so how did it get torn? Did <laughs> so, I'm very expressive sometimes with my hands, and I, I usually do this, and like I don't pull it, but this time I just like. Yeah, you just grab it so she doesn't point at the ref or anything. And it just ripped. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I tried to hide it. And I look at our coach's wife, Michelle, her assistant, and she's like, 
just keep playing. It's okay. <laughs> I look to the right and I see Morgan from the staff. She's yeah. just laughing. And I was like, oh my God. Was that in the fifth set you did that? No, that was no. actually like in the third set. Oh, was Wasn't it the second? Because we yeah, were on it was that early, early yeah. the game. No, but I don't remember. <laughs> I was with Madison still, like, because it was rotation one. So it, it was, was a back call. I remember. It yeah, was it was a double. It was they a call double. it double. Yes. It was you, Maddie, and me front row. And you did that and talking to ref. And like, I didn't notice at first. Like, I saw it, but like, I didn't process it. And Madison did. So she was like, oh my God. And I was like, what? And I saw it. And I was like, oh my God. And she looks at me and she's like, that's so embarrassing. I was like, yes, no, I, I wanted know. to hide. And like, I just grabbed her hand. Like, we started squeezing each other's hands, <laughs> being like, oh my God, what are we going to do now? <laughs> Let's uh, let's step away from volleyball a bit and school. What do you guys enjoy doing? What are some interests outside of, of what you're studying in, in volleyball? I love listening to music, <laughs> watching TV, and I'm fan of puzzles. Like, I love doing puzzles, but I usually do them back home. But here, we usually just spend time together, actually just talking about life. Yeah. We talk a lot <clears throat> about the random stuff you can think about. I don't even know how we can talk so much when we literally spend so much yeah. time together. And we're just, for hours, just talking. We do like to cook all together. Like, sometimes I do breakfast, Julia does dinner. We have another of our roommates, Ainoa, our yeah. the baby, the libero. <laughs> she actually baby. just turned 18, so okay. we call her the baby. She cooks too, so we just quality time just together. Yeah. Definitely quality time, even though sometimes we like have it too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, I really enjoy reading, even though I don't really have much time to do it during season and stuff. But yeah, that we also do like just like random stuff together. Like we will just like sh be hanging out downstairs and yeah. like we play music and out of the sudden we have a full concert. And like we plan to do stuff outside, but they were like we're just so tired about yeah. it. So we just stay in the house. Yeah, you talk to us like Monday, Tuesday, and we're like, yes, this weekend we're doing this and this and now, <laughs> and the, the weekend comes, and we're like, no. do you want to just like have a cute like Christmas night and stay we'll in? We'll do hot chocolate, yeah. cookies, and we stay <laughs> in. And then you have Ainoa, the baby, who has like so much energy for no reason, and she's like, okay, let's all go out, and, and we're, we're like, like, we're old. No. <laughs> so have have you guys thought of a story yet, maybe a prank? <clears throat> if not, we can, we can move on from it. I think I don't have a prank in mind. Just constant teasing and nagging, right? Yeah. It's just... Do you have one? I don't have one that, like, started it, but, like, I remember, like, many times. Like, I'll be crying because of something. I cry a lot. I know that. I'm getting better. <laughs> and, like, she will look at me, I'm and, like, really I'm, again. like, me, like, panic attack, like, on the floor crying. And she's like, come on, stop crying. Be strong. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, making you stronger. I'm making you str and I'm like, you're not helping. We have going to love better. Think about it. We have gone a lot better. Yeah, I have. Oh my God! Remember summer when we were staying at Jones? I was thinking the groceries yes. once. I was thinking about that. One. Yes, that was a f good one. That's a good one. <laughs> so there was this one time that we only had like one key to get to where we were living, and I had made plans to meet with a friend and Melanie and like the other roommates we had at the time. And um, we're like, okay, like we're gonna go do, do some stuff. And they left without telling me they were leaving. So I was like, oh, okay, great, I cannot go home. And they were like, okay, it's not gonna take long. I was like, okay, that's fair. Like what, four hours that I had to like just like walk around? Yes, I didn't even have my wallet on me. I was like, okay, just like sitting in like a bench outside or something. And then they came and like, I knew one of them was getting her hair done and they were like supposed to drop her off and come 
like open the door for me no they all they waited for her to get her hair done and showed up with groceries <laughs> and all this stuff and i was like you could have at least like picked me up so i could go grocery shopping with you and it was like not even like actual groceries it was like a monopoly i remember it was the monopoly game that I we had like, we're playing tonight and I was, I was like, hey, like, and I never speak up. Like, I'm usually like pretty chill. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I get mad. Two minutes go by. I'm cool. But that one time, I was like, okay, I need to speak up. Like, I remember, like, I was mentalizing myself so hard. I was like, okay, I got this. Like, I need to say something this one time. And I was like, hey guys, like, next time, can we maybe not do this? Like, leave me the key. And Melanie's like, shut up. What are you gonna do? Cry. <laughs> I remember we all just. Went to our rooms for 10 minutes. Nobody talking to nobody. We're just, everybody in the room. We go out. We look at the Monopoly. We open. We just hug. And we start playing. <laughs> no, because I went out and you were crying. Yeah. And I was like so mad. And I never cried. Like, yes, because I was so mad. Because I was like, oh, well, now I feel like I have to hug her and like be there for her. But I'm mad. We so I was like, hugging. literally, no, Laura was hugging you and I was just like sat next to you, pissed, but still <laughs> with you. And then you start crying with me. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm here for you. I'm mad at you, but I'm here for you. <laughs> so Julie, you say you, you cry a lot. And I'm curious, Melanie, what is one thing that you know you can get her to cry within 10, 15 seconds? Like automatic, here well, it comes. There was a year I would just <laughs> look, I would stare at her, just like serious, she would cry. That yeah. easy, like, yeah. that easy. It, that sounds like bully, but I promise it's love. It's, it's, it's love. It's our... <laughs> <laughs> kind of love. It's a sisterly love. Yeah, literally yeah. sister relationship. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, you guys have talked about uh, Coach Morales and what he's meant to you. Growing up, any role models in terms of volleyball, or maybe away from volleyball? Who would you say is a big role model for you guys? Um, yes. So growing up from Puerto Rico, we have this amazing volleyball player who actually graduated from Gators, Audi Cruz. Like she's for her time, best volleyball best volleyball player of her of her time like she's amazing like she's an outside hitter but like her main skill is passing like and the way she plays her leadership like that's always like my role model and growing up I actually got to meet her and I actually have like a good relationship with her like sometimes I text her like hey how are you like we talk and she helps me with volleyball it's gonna sound a little cheesy but my mom Mm -hmm. like she played professional volleyball in Italy and that's actually funny because it's thanks to her playing pro that my that career took off the way it did. So shout out to Silvana for that. But also like now she was like an amazing volleyball player and I have actually seen videos of her playing and she was so good and it's actually funny because we both look the same. Like I'm like carbon copy of my mom. Like playing wise, I have the same face, same gestures and all that, which I think is hilarious. And then on top of that, she managed to raise me and my sister when we were like two to four years old, five years old. But without my dad, because my dad was coaching in Puerto Rico, so she was basically single mom in the whole thing. As she pulled an engineer degree with like the best GPA of her class. We had the Strivers and Sisters on from women's basketball a couple weeks ago. And I asked a question about the progress of women's sports. was it September, I think? Was it Nebraska that played a volleyball match in the football stadium? Had yes. like 90 plus thousand. I'm using that as an example. But <coughs> women's sports seems to be getting more and more attention. How have you seen women's sports grow and what do you feel like using your platform still needs to be done? Yes, um, it has definitely grown. And I think we need that. Like, I don't know if you have heard, like, yes, there's pro volleyball pro league 
in Europe and we have one in Puerto Rico. Okay. But now there's in the United States too. Like we have Athletic Unlimited, something like that. And there's now like a new one. And I think your dad actually is going to coach one of the teams, Julia's dad. Cool. And like <clears throat> I think we needed that like more grow like in women's sports, like not taking out the crazy men's like yes, but like we also like need that like just in different places like and it has grown it's amazing yeah i feel like we're getting like women's sports have been getting a lot more like press and like more people talking about it because people are starting to realize like yeah maybe watching men's sport is more like fun in a way that they do more like crazy things because you know like you i'm thinking volleyball because that's what i know the most but like men like would jump and like hit the ball like before the temple line like every five points or like all these like, amazing crazy plays and maybe volleyball women volleyball we don't really do that that often but i feel like there's something about like the emotions of a f women's volleyball game that is not in men's volleyball and that's what people are picking on now and like all the like motion as like passion and like i feel like that's just like makes us connect with the crowd in a different way and i feel like that's probably why we are getting more like media attention and all this stuff uh we talked about recap of last year glad to have you both back for 2024 um what are some goals and what does the off season look like for you guys now as you go into christmas break you'll come back of course in january what's the timeline look like and some goals for next year um i'm not gonna jinx it because <laughs> at july we had a podcast too at what was it Barlu, Barlu. So I'm just gonna say this. <laughs> so we're gonna start working hard in January, 7 a.m. We actually were talking to coach before coming here, so 7 to 9, which it's not bad. There was a year we practiced at 5 a.m., <laughs> but it's okay. It's sacrifices we make, but like from January we have our goal set: just work hard, help the newcomers. We have three newcomers next semester, um, the other year coming. So I would say just teach everybody our our way that we play in here and just do our game. This is going to be our last year together. So we really just we just want to enjoy it and just give it all. Yeah, I mean, I as well as I said, it's our last year, so I'm not looking to like be stressed or like yeah. upset. I'm just going to enjoy it. And I feel like we already started like working hard for next season. We have weights yesterday, and it was pretty like hard. Not not super super, but it was pretty like weird to start getting us there. So yeah, just like keep working hard in and like on and off the court, and just making sure like all the new people, because we have so many new people yeah. in the team. Like we're all in sync with like rules and like schedules and all the stuff. I think that's something that we tend to forget as players, like just to have fun, like <clears throat> sometimes we're playing with this stress, like, oh my gosh, we have to win, we have to play perfect, and like we lost the focus of what's actually volleyball. Like, I don't know if you noticed our last few games that we that we won, we were just having fun, enjoying it, and like I just think we need to have that mentality, like have fun, but also like be competitive, but like don't forget about that. Well, I have good news. We made it to the podcast, and Julia did not cry, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was getting better. Progress, progress. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. Aces on the air. Glad to have you back in Melanie next year. Julia, congrats again on Player of the Year, and uh, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. having thank us. Thank you for having us.
Get the home field advantage every time with Fairfield by Marriott, official hotel partner of the NCAA. Whether you're a student athlete working toward your championship dreams or your team's biggest fan, Fairfield has everything you need to get ready for game day. From comfortable guest rooms to complimentary hot breakfast, Fairfield is part of the Marriott Bonvoy portfolio of hotels. Visit fairfield.marriott.com to book your next game day stay. Verbo Vacation Homes come with 24-7 live support. So if you ever need anything, you can reach a real person in about a minute. Because if it's 4 a.m. and you need assistance, the last thing you want to do is wait to talk to a robot. Hey, how can I help? After all, live support is an amenity every vacation home should have. Verbo, private vacation rentals for you and your people.